0: Well, folks, welcome to one more edition of Pothix and Radamig, Berto Willis, your host. Thank you so kindly for being a part of the show. We are going to have a great show for you today. Thank you so kindly for being here. Melanie Keelan says, didn't walk the poor dog. Oh, Melanie, Bridge MCP, welcome aboard. AVQ, welcome aboard. My great folks are here. My great folks are here. Brother Paul Fleming, senior, is in the house. We also have Rutnin, and let's see who else is out here. Folks, make yourself known. Make yourself known. Anyhow, let's get busy. I got a business show for you today. Uh, Let's see. Paul Fleming says, I'm checking in. Bridge MCP says, hey, y'all, and hey, peeps. And Michael Rudnan says, better to hope you're taking care of yourself. Got a few long ones. Feel free to pick one to skip. I am doing well. My blood pressure is slowly coming down from those catastrophic numbers Back into reality, and hopefully with my weight loss, I've lost five pounds in one week. I have also not drank any coffee in over a week, so eh, I'm trying to do my part. I start back exercising today. I didn't want to exercise with that super super uh, high blood pressure because you know when you exercise, the blood pressure goes up even more. So. I figured while I get it under control, I stop exercising and that was for about a week, probably a week and a half, right? Anyway, you know, you remember what it was. So I am going to, I am going to um, start back today. I hope, well, I hope to start back today if, I, if I'm not too busy, but I think I got to make sure and do that, work that into the schedule first. Anyhow, thank you guys for being here. Eric Hayes is in the house. How you doing, brother Eric? All right, let's get busy with Michael Rudnan New York Daily News. Republican voter fraud. Let me let me put this stuff a little bit closer because of the screen. All right, New York. Republican voter fraud. Uh, look who's messing with absentee ballots in upstate New York. In charging documents filed September eighth on Seal Tuesday, the U.S. attorney, uh, the U.S. attorney for the Northern of New York, says that after obtaining citizens using the state's absentee ballot application request portal. People who hadn't asked for ballots and had no interest in voting, Schofield falsely certified that he was the person seeking the ballot. That's illegal. In four of these cases, they feel that they say the feds, after filing out, finding out or having falsely certified that he was the person seeking the ballot, that's illegal. I repeated that line. Someone else fill out their ballots. He then get those individuals to sign the outside of the absentee ballot envelopes illegal again sure this some (laughs) this alleged fraud involved only eight ballots total and local elections but a republican seems to have gotten caught with his hand in the cookie jar when have you found a democrat doing that in the in these recent times all the voter fraud that we found so far has been republicans trying to vote several times for their candidates or doing some sort of a Nearly all of the very few cases in persons were voter fraud on absentee ballot voter fraud in the last election cycles were conservatives voting Republican. The number of cases of liberals fraudulently voting Democratic could be counted on your fingers. There's not a single election in modern U.S. history where the outcome was affected by voter fraud. The complaints about voter fraud were a tactic in order to enact voter suppression and try to get the president reelected you know thrown back into office. All right, let's see. I'm not going to read all of that. You guys can finish it up. US Brett Favre welfare scandal shows that former quarterback is a fraud too. The state of Mississippi is suing former NFL quarterback and Hall of Famer Brett Favre and others alleging they misspent millions of dollars that had been allocated for welfare. Newly revealed text messages from 2017, 2017 indicate Mississippi Governor Phil Bryant who left office in 2020 was aware of the arrangement and that the money that was in, intended to help low income families after being funneled through a nonprofit. It, it, <laughs> these guys are great. That just means it was intentional. It eventually went to Farf to uh, help build a volleyball facility at the University of Southern Mississippi. The lawsuit alleges. The lawsuit, brought in May on behalf of Mississippi Department of Human Services, alleges that defendants squandered more than $20 million from the state's temporary assistance for needy families. Anti-poverty text messages entered Monday in the lawsuit show that the governor Bryant was involved in the scheme as well. That is a shame. That is a shame. This kind of pisses me off. Money that should have been spent. Uplifting people in poverty on food, housing, and care was wasted on sports. Common Dreams report How Democrats should respond when Republican candidates yell inflation, inflation, inflation. Despite their noise, Republicans have suggested no solutions for inflation except to tax the poor and jeopardize Social Security and Medicare. The article suggests that Republicans screaming inflation while they blame President uh, Biden and, and the Democrats. Here's how Democrats should respond. So what are Republicans going to do about inflation? The truth is that Republicans have no actual plan to reduce except except to rely on Fed increases in interest. Beside that, all they have is Republican bromides. Okay, let me see what else in that article because I want to run it short. But here's the deal, uh, Michael. I disagree with, with what I've read so far. You see, Common Dreams is trying to make Americans think. They're trying, we don't have time to make Americans do the right thing and think. Right now, what we're doing here at, let's say, Politics Done Right and other programs like this is to, yes, inform each other on things that need to be informed on, but more, right? It's techniques. And the techniques that I want to talk about is not to go ahead and say, okay, Republicans are calling inflation. What are they doing for inflation? Uh, What they're supposed to do, Democrats, is say, the cause of inflation is your policies. And if you get back into power, inflation is going to go up again. In other words, you don't, don't be on the defensive. Don't say, what are you going to do? You are trying to hit me about inflation. What are you going to do? That's not the tactic we should be using. That's not the tactics Republicans use. What we are to do is put them on the defensive. Inflation rate is high because of your policies You caused this It is your fault And we are cleaning it up now You elect a Republican You get those policies again That creates this entire problem again We are not supposed to be on the defensive at all It's full out offense Punto y final Offensive You created supply side economics. You created offshoring. You created all these things that are creating what we call inflation today. You created a lack of regulations that prevent these thugs in in, in suits and ties from being able to do the right thing and not overcharge, from picking the pockets of the American people by increasing the price of gas, even though gasoline, even though there's not a shortage. You continue to do this. You guys do it. You are the ones that don't want regulations to control the thugs that continue to raise prices. There's no reason for those vegetables to cost more. You have to be on the offensive. The problem is even on the Democrat side, there are too many neoliberals who are willing to go ahead because they don't want to hurt some of their donors who themselves are thugs in ties and suits. Tits, they don't want to tag them. It's time, but that's what our job is our job is to tell the truth. CNN donations poured in and volunteers who rushed to help. Here's how Martha's Vineyards community responded. We saw that on on TV. I I have some, I'm going to do some of that tomorrow, I believe. Okay, so I'm not going to read that one right now. Michael Rudnan, USA Today, lawyers for migrants flown to Martha's Vineyards by DeSantis. I, I love that. It's criminal He paid 12 mi- He's using a 12 million dollar fund actually to, to ship these guys over You know how much it costs to charter a plane To do all this stuff At least Abbott used the bus Even though it's evil still But you know Anyhow, let's continue. Michael Rodney says, Dallin Fernandez, Massachusetts State Rep, tweeted, we are requesting that the Department of Justice open an investigation to hold the DeSantis accountable. I agree. Uh, brisa says, Egberto Willis, two things. One, how are you? I'm doing better. I'm trying to control my pressure. Doing better. I post two pics on your post. The Queen, hope you saw them. I did not. If you could send it by... Um, Instant message on, the, the on you know, I am. You know, I am on, on Facebook. I'll take a look at it since I can do that while I'm on here. Okay, what else we got here? Melanie Keeling didn't walk the dog. Uh, Eric says, hope Egberto is doing fine. I hope so too. My pressure goes up and down, up and down, up and down, but it's actually on the up and down trajectory downwards. So let's hope that will continue going before I blow my head off. All right, let's see Melanie Cleaning says a question. How clean were the W. Bush elections? It wasn't clean at all. we, we lost the election because of the thuggery in, in, in uh, where his where his brother was the governor in Florida. So yeah, you're right. Uh, what else we got here? Um, E2247 welcome to the f- welcome to the fore. Lena Hidalgo is desperate to avoid discussing the critical issues f- forcing Harris County residents. Due to her, her extensive record of failure. Wow. You read your talking points well. I call what she have is an extensive record of success. Extensive record of success. The person trying to re- replace her is nothing but a MAGA loving woman who has no experience to do absolutely anything. She doesn't have Lina's uh, wherewithal. That's required to run this county. She's a joke. I repeat. I repeat. I read up on her. She is a joke. Let me repeat that one more time in case you don't understand. The uh, Lena Hidalgo's opponent is would would be the equivalent to putting Donald Trump in office, not because of Donald Trump's incompetence solely. I mean, because of Donald Trump's evil Because of his incompetence So don't bring her up again, my friend She is incompetent Punto y final Okay uh, Let's see what else we got here E2247, hello relatives Today's visit will be our greatest ever visit Eric K says, it's Brett Super Bowl victory in the 90s Fake, no it's not fake but Brett Favre is a thug as well. Look at this, Ste- stealing money from the needy and lying about conferences that you're supposed to be talking at that you didn't and getting a million dollars for it. Brett Favre, nobody says anything about Brett Favre stealing a million dollars from the people, but when, when, when uh, what's his name, kneels on the floor because he knows what the National Anthem, the third verse, said and he kneels. And he knows what our our country is doing to many. He kneels. says, I want a better country. I want this place to be better. They take his life from under him. Brett Favre steals a million dollars from the poor. Nobody bats an eye. Amazing. Uh, By the way, folks, if you want to know what's called privilege... That's an example of privilege. Think about any any football player that did what uh, Brett Forbes did of a different hue, and see what the results would be. All right, I'm going to pause right now for a minute, and since today was a funeral from for the Queen, I want to go with Ali Velshi because he did another nice one, and of course, you know, I gave my narrative. So, here we go. I uh, I should say. Here, I think it's here we go. Here we go now. Of course, today, I had to endure many of us, many of us who have colonial descendancies had to endure the pontification and the greatness of the monarchy as they laid Queen Elizabeth to rest. Again, the human side. I feel for the kids I feel for those who had a personal relationship with this queen. But I want all to realize that it is hard for those who have lived or who are the descendants from those who have lived under the horrors of what the British Empire really meant. It is hard to have this or watch this adoration I, I I call it uh, PTSD generations removed, because when you look at all the riches and the beauties and everything that these guys have, the 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 wealth, we are looking at our ants. Those of us from colonial, the colonial British or the colonial Spanish or whatever. Those of us are looking at those riches that were built on the backs. Of many of our forefathers but not only built on the backs of many of our forefathers but but the riches extracted from our land stolen taken pilfered and we are supposed to sit back bite our tongues and just say how beautiful watch Kate watch old. watch the Prince watch the new king All celebrating, stolen. I I don't want to be sour. But when you're asking some people to look at what's going on with the pump and circumstances and all of that that you're seeing on the TV right now. You're asking them to forget all the damage that lineage has done. To you, and you are having, you are being asked to just be quiet and like it. It is wrong. It is completely and entirely wrong. Yes, have your funeral, have your little, but to have all the television stations, all of them, going to this, and then and and using narratives with how great this woman was. She was a nice lady, but she didn't ask for forgiveness for what she's done to billions, not her, but her her wealth what the wealth that she's living off of right now has done to the billions in the world she hasn't asked for forgiveness she hasn't spoken about reparations she hasn't spoken about all those poor countries whose wealth they extracted let's make life better for them we don't hear that that is why i am so impressed With Ali Velshi that I know it cannot be easy for Velshi to be doing this kind of narrative because not only is he going to get it from many apologists here in the United States and the UK as I've shown before with the videos that he's done, but even his management has to be a bit concerned of his honesty. So let's listen to the last one he did. I think he did this over the weekend.
1: Hi, right, this is Prince William and Kate riding through Jamaica in an open-top uh, Land Rover. I was quite the stir back in March of this year, 2022. The royals were touring the Caribbean to mark Queen Elizabeth's Platinum Jubilee, 70 years of rule, not just over Great Britain, but as the head of state of many Commonwealth nations. William and Kate, at the time the Duke and Duchess of Cambridge, participated in a Jamaican military parade. Perched in the back of the Land Rover, William saluting the crowd in a military uniform, his wife by his side dressed in all white. Now, if you put a black and white filter on this, it might be mistaken for this one. Queen Elizabeth II and her late husband, Prince Philip, riding through Jamaica in the same dark green Land Rover in 1953, back when the country was not a member of the British Commonwealth, but in fact was still an actual British colony. The Vehicle itself is a relic of a colonial past in the most literal sense. And symbolically, the stark similarities between these two images underscore the lasting legacy of British colonialism. During that March 2022 trip, the Jamaican prime minister told Prince William and Kate that Jamaica would be, quote, moving on from the monarchy. Jamaica says it's going to hold a referendum before 2025 to decide if it wants to sever ties with the crown, which for decades made fortunes off of the Caribbean islands resources and through the slave trade, which passed through Kingston's port. Since Queen Elizabeth's death, several other Commonwealth realms, all former outposts of the British Empire, are reassessing their relationship with the monarchy. The Commonwealth of Nations is an international organization composed mainly of former British colonies. It rose from the ashes of the British Empire. At its peak in the 19th century, the empire covered a fifth of the world's surface, ruling about a quarter of the world's entire population. 413 million people fell under the British Empire. After many decades of living under the ruthless reign, let's just be clear, the ruthless reign of the British Empire, the colonies grew empowered to throw off the yoke of British imperialism, some quite violently. By the 1920s, most of the British colonies demanded self-government. Some didn't achieve it until late into the 60s and beyond. But the Commonwealth of Nations was created in its stead. They agreed to be equal in status and, quote, united by a common allegiance to the crown. Today, there are 56 Commonwealth nations. Some of them are republics, have their own heads of state, and have recognized the queen and now King Charles III as the head of the Commonwealth. Of those 56 nations, 15 are considered Commonwealth realms, these 15. In these realms, the British monarch is considered automatically to be the head of state. These realms include Antigua and Barbuda, Australia, the Bahamas, Canada, uh, Grenada, Jamaica, New Zealand, Papua New Guinea, Belize, the Solomon Islands, St. Kitts and Nevis, St. Lucia, St. Vincent and the Grenadines, Tuvalu, and of course, the United Kingdom. Barbados is the most recent realm to have become a republic. This island nation, by the way, Barbados, parted ways with the monarchy last November, removed Queen Elizabeth as its head of state. It remains within the Commonwealth of Nations, but no longer holds realm status. Other realms are now considering following in the footsteps of Barbados, by the way. Australia says it'll hold a referendum uh, on shirking the monarchy no earlier than 2035. New Zealand's prime minister predicts it'll happen in her lifetime. A commission in Belize is poised to consider whether the Central American country should declare itself a republic. Antigua and Barbuda will vote on removing the British monarch as the head of state by 2025. And as I mentioned earlier, Jamaica plans to hold a referendum by 2025. There's something happening here, a reckoning of the past atrocities committed for the enrichment of the royal family and for Great Britain. Despite the fanfare and celebration to which we are all subject at the moment, the pomp and circumstance cannot gloss over the fact that the British empire was brutal. The Commonwealth was a consolation prize. It was created as a vehicle to preserve Britain's global influence, a modern alternative to British colonialism. It kept the former colonies in the grips of the monarchy, teaching them how to behave, how to self-govern, stripping away elements of national identity. But for the most part, today, the monarch is simply a figurehead and not much more. What the early monarchy left behind is of much more consequence. The legacy of colonization, economic exploitation, violence, racism, bloody wars. And yes, while it is denied even by some who have appeared on this very show, slavery. Some Commonwealth nations are starting to realize they don't have much in common with the British monarchy anymore. And maybe creating some distance is a good thing.
0: As someone with Jamaican lineage... You know, um, a lot of uh, some of my grandparents actually went over to Panama to build the Panama Canal, or either build the canal or be a part of the the the, the Panama Canal Zone to do things uh, when when they came over there. So um, you know, you you'll find that a lot a lot of us in Panama actually have Caribbean. Well, actually, there's very much interchange between all the Caribbean islands and the the northern coast. In the case of Panama, the the eastern coast. In the case of all of the rest of Central America uh, with the islands. There's interchange with Venezuela, uh, uh, Curaçao, and all these other places. People just interchange around there. So we all have this British, uh, Spanish, Dutch. All of these conquerors came in and did massive, massive, massive extraction on this place. And now these monarchs that were the, in the case of Great Britain, the family that most benefited from the pilfer of uh, the islands, from the pilfer uh, of the islands and the enslavement of people to work on those islands and create the sugar and, sh- and dig for the gold and the zinc and, all, uh, and the aluminum and all bauxite and all of that, you know, we are now expected to really think, oh, let's celebrate this monarchy. When you see monarchy, you may see something that you like. When I see monarchy, I see oppressor. When I see monarchy, I see thief. When I see monarchy, I see that which stole all of these things, that which put in bondage many. So look, if, if you are of the type that loves monarchies and enjoy the king and the queen, be well. But do not please... Ask those of us who know the history, whose whose uh, ancestors have told the history, to somehow just forget about it. Because if it were something that affect many, and there are some examples that I would like to use, but I don't want. It's not proper at this point. But don't ask those who know about colonialism to somehow forget about it and just think it's great to have all this great pop, pump and circumstances for the Queen don't expect it in fact I tell you I remember the first time I went I landed in Jamaica on a cruise and I saw the Queen's face on the money, I was so not only disappointed, I got irate, because I wondered what is taking so long to break those chains, but I digress, yeah, anyhow, that is exactly how I feel, it is still upsetting. Before we get any further, welcome aboard, uh, Carl Cox, welcome aboard, uh, Robert Davenport, how you doing, my brother, Roberto Luis, mi hermano de Panama, como estas, E2247, welcome aboard, uh, let's see what else we got here, what else we got here, What? Bruce Ballard, how is my brother doing, hey, Bruce, um, we are, I don't know how you feel but give me a call when you get a chance. I'm gonna be heading down to uh, KPFT, helping out, wiring all that good stuff, and um, for the for the studio. And I, actually, I'm building some crossover RJ45s right now. Um, let me know if you have any interest in driving out there with me. I'll come pick you up, and we'll head out there to um, to KPFT. And Norman Reynolds, if you're listening and don't have anything to do, I'll let you know when I'm going so that. You can meet me out there. We are, we are rewiring the studio and putting all kinds of stuff together. Yesterday on Saturday, we were lifting the racks up where we're putting all the electronics and all that kind of stuff. It has to be ready by Saturday. And Politics Done Right starts uh, starts live on Monday, the 26th. It's going to be played over the air in Houston. Uh, you know We have a 100,000-watt transmitter, so we cover the entire southeast Texas. Uh, It's going to be Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays uh, that that we have Politics Done Right at noon. And then, of course, I'm going to keep this one at 3 because you guys said you didn't want to move. So you guys, this is your show, baby. This is your show. So on Monday, Wednesday, and Fridays, we'll have two shows. I've already um, cleaned up my schedule in such a way that it it is manageable. So um, I've been working with a technician out there at KPFT as well. That in the long run, we won't have to do that drive three times a week. Sometimes we can actually do the show from the studio. But, anyhow, from my studio here, uh, as opposed to driving into Kingwood to the studio, I mean, into Houston for the studio. But, anyhow, there's, there are big things happening, folks. All we need you to do is continue to support the show because we are going to make a difference. We have to make a difference. We must make a difference. Let's see who else is in the house. Norman Reynolds, yes, estoy aquí, dice Norman Reynolds, mi hermano. Uh, let's see what else we got. Um, who else is here? Who else is here? All right, let me read some of your stuff. Uh, let's see. Let's go up to Lee Grant it says, brains get colonized too. You're so right. And, you know, the people that are, that, that the right has a very colonized brain right now that somehow believes supply-side economics is real economics and somehow support the people that you're supporting it, Daniel Ledo says, Egberto, you realize that Biden has been flying illegal aliens. They're not illegal aliens, they're undocumented workers, and some of them are seeking asylum. And yes, but he didn't do it on un- unbeknownst to anybody, or he didn't do it in a way to affect their status. These people did, but I have a joke for DeSantis this it blew up in DeSantis' face. I'll play that tomorrow. Okay, Alberto. After today, you will be happier. The Queen news will be slower. I, you're absolutely right, Eric. But Eric, let me tell you something, though. Uh, I love you, but I'm going to tell you something, brother. I and I really and and I don't, I, I, you know, it's not for me to. Well, I'm going to just let you know, brother. And it goes like this: It is insensitive of you, my brother, to to in effect with your words to say. Get over it, I seem sour. That's what you said in your words, sir. That's insensitive. Because if you can't understand that what colonization has done to those in the Caribbean, Central America, etc., if you can't understand that pain, and I'm not talking physical pain, I'm talking about That stealing, that take it, that, that, I mean, it is terrible. And to hear your forefathers talk about this. And you just say, oh, you're sour. You are watch. you have to sit down and watch billionaires who made their billions on your back. With a whip. At least the billions made by Bezos in as much as it's unearned. We consented to it because of the type of economic system that we had. Those people in in Jamaica, Barbados, Trinidad, Curacao, Venezuela, Panama, they didn't sign up for it. They were forced into it. And your comment, instead of having uh, having a level of empathy to say, uh, well, uh, you're sour Sour? I mean, I don't think you get it The colonialism that we, we had in America The 13 colonies that uh, took their independence from, from uh, the Great Britain Is a far cry from the colonization that occurred in India Sen- that's that's why Ali Velshi is the way he is in Kenya. That's why Ali Velshi brings it up all the time, and he, I am happy MSNBC has given him the freedom to do it. But it's insensitive for you not to understand after we've after Ali Velshi explains all these issues that you somehow think, oh, you're sour. You're sour. And yes, uh, your stuff is going to be on pretty soon, my dear beautiful Bridge MCP. Tú sabes que tú eres la mujer. Judy, too, he says, I did not know what he did. Please, I'm already not watching NFL. Let me tell you what he did, Judy. He had a lot of text message exchanges with the governor on how to get some money for his kids' volleyball stadium. And by the way, when Daniel Ledo says that I'm judging the guy... I'm judging the text messages and the ultimate results. The text messages are there. He got a million dollars for himself that he eventually had to pay back because he never gave the speeches that he claimed he gave. All of those are statements of fact. A five, uh, so I mean, uh, there's no, there's no two ways here, Ledo. Copernic, Copernic uh, did something honorable. He paid the price this guy stole from the poor lee grant the queen's funeral gets progressive's just another way to decry the western culture we don't decry the western culture i accept every single culture the problem with with folks in many in the western culture is they they tend to believe that that is the only culture of value i believe in the western culture I believe in Eastern cultures. I believe in taking the good out of all these different cultures, and that's what a lot of progressives do. That's what we do. Bruce says, to hell with empires. I agree. Uh, let's see. Robert Davenport says, Americans kicked out the English monarchy a couple of centuries ago. At least the intelligent Americans did. <laughs> Davenport, be nice. All right, most of those places are neutral. It's the big guys that start wars. Exactly, exactly. Uh, Carl Cox, I agree with you. I I think I responded to you when you sent me an email today. Uh, Let's see what else we got here. Empty Wheel says there will be some some timeline clashes this week in the Trump stolen document case and of which could spiral into constitutional crisis. Oh, my God. We'll see, we'll see, we'll see. Okay, he hasn't paid it back yet. He still owes the interest on the stolen money, Eric. And even if he paid it back, think about if one of the other, other uh, players of a particular hue had done that, it would be on TV 24-7. They continue to try to minimize what this means. Okay, we will get go by Bertha's judgment on Favre. No need for a trial. Do you even listen to yourself? I, I'm not. Uh, it, no need for a trial? No, actually, the, the truth of the matter is there will be a trial to see how much jail time you should get, right? I'm kidding, of course. He'll probably never go to trial. He'll probably never go to trial. Uh, Robert Davenport says he took funds meant for the poor. He has not paid back the interest don't, demanded on the funds. He got illegally. Forbes is a white-collar white criminal, a criminal that should be punished. And you know, white-collar criminals cost us a hell of a lot more than the petty thief. But you know, we don't like to admit that, right? Because it's white-collar crime. Hey, our good buddy, uh, el señor Rodnin, wants me to put this on the screen. So here we go. Get up, Copernicus. Men died for your right to stand. Actually, uh, and then soldiers responds. Actually, uh, we died for his right to sit or stand. That's what people need to do. People need to learn the truth. And then from Bridge MCP, multi billion dollar monarch change. The death of Queen Elizabeth II could cost the UK up to $6.9 billion. This includes Charles' coronation and her funeral, which will be paid by taxpayers. Passport and coins will need to be changed. Another costly measure that could take decades British royals have an estimated $28 billion fortune And the King Charles alone Inherited $500 million From the Queen without paying inheritance taxes Talking, And you know He inherited the money The lineage stole from my forefathers Think about that I've got to watch the British people Pay for that And for him to inherit That which my folk worked for amazing isn't it and according to brother eric hayes i am sour about it but look at the things they get sour about huh (laughs) anyhow i i won't be sour much longer all right and another one from our beautiful bridge mcp we will not blame him for the crimes of his ancestors if he relinquishes the royal rights of his ancestors, but as long as he claims their rights by virtue of descent, then, by virtue of descent he must shoulder the responsibility for their crimes. Connolly on the British king. My God, I love that bridge. I love that bridge. That is a top-notch post. Oh, wow, it's getting late. Okay, I got another good one for you guys. This one is about President Biden and the workers. You know, he signed the bill, or rather, they, they have a tentative contract. But I have some issues with it. Check this out, and then we'll take it on the other side. Kudos for the Biden's team for getting that agreement between the unions and the rail the, the corporations, you know. I mean, but I, I want to say one thing that was very disconcerting. What was the sticking point? I want to read one paragraph from the New York Times. It says, the deal, the let's put that on the screen. The deal was praised by both freight companies and union leadership, reflecting a key compromise on issues of improving worker conditions for rail workers, which had been the biggest sticking point in the talks. In other words, as usual. Workers, the the guys in the in the corporations, are in big, nice offices with air conditioning and nice couches, etc. And all the people on the line wants are good working conditions, the best that they can give, given you know that they're outside, etc. Unions won the right to attend medical appointments without penalty, among other measures meant to ease the burdens of rigorous scheduling. Still, in a wind, still in a win for the company's workers will have to take unpaid leave to attend those appointments what in other words these guys if they have to go see a doctor there's no medical leave for them to take they have to take it without pay well what the company compromise on is they okay we will give them one extra day off that they can go to the doctor what Don't you want healthy employees making sure that your products are moved around the country correctly? And that's the way what what we're talking about? Well, they got also a 24% increase over five years. That amortizes down to a little over four and something percent, right? And I think they get a cash upfront payment or some kind of payment up front of $11,000. But I mean... What the, the degradation in American pay, the degradation in how uh, Americans are supported over the workers are supported over the decades. And this is what we're talking about. Anyway, listen to uh, President President um, Biden, and then we'll take it on the other side.
2: Win for America and for both, in my view. I want to thank the lead negotiators and the, from the labor movement, the brother of locomotive engineers, the trainmen international association of sheet metal and air and rail and transportation workers union and other labor unions engaged and this is a win for tens of thousands of rail workers and for their dignity and the dignity of their work it's a recognition of that during these early dark uncertain days of the pandemic they showed up so every american could keep going they worked tirelessly through the pandemic to ensure that families and communities got the deliveries they needed during these difficult few years. And because of the labor agreement, those rail workers will get better pay, a 24% wage increase over the next five years, improved working conditions, peace of mind around their health care by capping the cost that workers will have to pay. And it's about the right to go to a doctor or stay healthy and make sure you're able to have the care you can afford. It's all part of this agreement. They earned and deserve these benefits. And this is a great deal for both sides, in my view. The agreement is also a victory for railway companies. And I want to thank the lead negotiators from the railway, the National Railway Labor Conference, and our major rail companies. These companies also played a a critical role in keeping America moving during the pandemic. And that's not hyperbole, it's a fact. With this agreement, railroad companies will be able to retain and recruit workers. They'll be able to continue to operate effectively as a vital piece of our economy. They're really the backbone of the economy. I have a visual image of rails being the backbone. I mean, literally, the backbone of the economy. So I thank the unions and the rail companies for negotiating in good faith. They met up for 20 straight hours through that negotiation. And, uh, and for sticking with it, especially over the last few days. In fact, the negotiators here today, I don't think they've been to bed yet, so <laughs> I don't want to keep this very long, and they're having to stand besides. Together, when we reach an agreement, you reach an agreement that will keep our critical rail system working and avoid disruptions of our economy. And I'm grateful, grateful for the members of the administration who work tirelessly on both sides to help get this done. I especially want to thank Labor Secretary Marty Walsh Card-carrying union member in the first union labor secretary in decades for his tireless round-the-clock <laughs> work. This agreement is validation. Validation, of what I've always believed: unions and management can work together. Can work together for the benefit of everyone. They're traveling now. Uh, uh, a number of them up, but I want to thank Secretary of Transportation Pete Buttigieg and Agriculture Secretary Tom Vilsack, who were deeply involved, along with uh, I want to thank Deputy Labor Secretary Julie Sue, Director of the National Economic Council Brian Deese, and uh, the uh, Deputy National Director of Labor Celeste Drake for this uh, commitment and hard work. To the American people, this agreement can avert a significant damage that any shutdown would have brought. Our nation's rail system is the backbone of our supply chain. Everything you rely on, and it's hard to realize this, from everything from clean water to food to gas to every day, I mean, liquefied natural gas to everything, every good that you need seems to end up on a rail getting delivered to where it needs to go. With unemployment still no record lows and signs of progress and lowering costs, this agreement allows us to continue to rebuild a better America with an economy that truly works for working people and their families. Today is a win, and I mean it sincerely, a win for America. So I want to thank you all for getting this done, both business and labor. Thank you, thank you, thank you.
0: So yes, it's a victory for the president because we didn't shut down the entire economy because a corporation didn't want to give good working conditions, didn't want to allow its workers to get to the to, to, to get medical care. so the not allowing their their workers to get Medicare medical medical care didn't shut down the system. Wow how great I mean a great win for the president but even as they praise each side, it just shows you what corporations are all about very little about humanity. The guys up top are in their air-conditioned great offices they can go see doctors on great health care plans. What's there for the other folks again? Folks, we have to start understanding why we have to take the power that we already have. It's more of us than them. Absolutely. So more of us than them. More of us than them. Welcome aboard. Uh, I saw May Wood. Welcome aboard, Lee Grant. Uh, what else we got here? I think uh, Nanette Bird-Smith. How you doing, my beautiful Nanette? Maywood is in the house. Welcome aboard to uh, Brother Maywood. Uh, let's see what else. Beto has spoken in the past about taking down fences. I agree. I mean, the truth of the matter is we don't have a fence with Canada, do we? We don't have a fence, but we have one to the south. The truth of the matter is if we, ha- if, if the economic systems in those countries that we pilfered were doing fine, you won't have no mass migration. The mass migration comes from people who are who have the wherewithal to do it, and most don't. Most don't. But you know. Anyhow, Bridge, there's a piece that you wrote that I want to read because it was Prisian. Uh You said, how would you like it if you woke up and one-third of the U.S. was ruled by another country? You cannot speak your language. Use the country's money. You are now a citizen of another country. For over a hundred years, what would you do? Fight back. Exactly. Well, hell, that's what the U.S. did, right? Think about it. And Beto was never... You notice how they cut that strip about Beto says about defund the police? You should listen to the next section. But, you know, what can I say? Gullible. You know, the the Republicans make ads for the gullible. So that's what happens there. Okay, let's see. Say what you want about Biden. He isn't a narcissist inhumane authoritarian. Absolutely not. Anyhow, folks, uh, let's see what time it is. Let me go, oh, my God, it's late. Let me do my ask real quick. Politics done right depends on you to keep doing what we do. What do we do? We make sure to keep, number one, the Internet seated with blogs and information to counter the right and to present what progressives represent for the benefit of us all to everybody so that it's not misread misled by any other entity we make sure and populate that internet with blogs with videos with all these other things to make sure that we are informed and to counter everything that you normally hear that that are lying at the right we also make sure to create articles in in magazines articles in newspapers all around the country to ensure again that our message gets out there last but not least we also write books, as you see it, "Class Warfare: The Only re- Resort to Right-Wing Doom," "How to Make America Utopia," or two of the many books that I've written on these issues. So please support us in one of many ways. Numero uno, you can support us at PayPal, either one-time or monthly. Go to politicsdoneright.com/paypal. You can support us on Patreon, that slash politicsdoneright.com/patreon. Patreon is spelled P-A-T-R-E-O-N. You can support us by becoming a part of our YouTube channel, going to politicsdoneright.com slash YouTube, or you can support us in many other forms that you can find at politicsdoneright.com slash support. Be sure to visit our store, politicsdoneright.com slash store, and get our books at politicsdoneright.com slash books. Thank you so kindly. Hey, super chat from Breach MTP. Thank you so kindly. She says, "Thank you for doing what you do and being real and honest, and yet still giving medicine to the dead." LOL. <laughs> well, hopefully it gets to them. Let me tell you, I we have a lot of folks here, and and like you know, I'm going to tell you something that Breach told me. I, I'm going to. I got three more videos. We'll we'll watch them tomorrow, and um, but. Breach said something that really got to me while I was in New York. And this is what she said. She said, Egberto, you played that live video and we were in the room and we were having a discussion with each other. She said she was having great conversation with you guys on the right, you guys on the left, and you guys were interchanging information. And something Bridge said while I was on the train, she said, These are nice guys. And when, if she could have seen my face when she said that, the smile that was on my face, because that is what we're looking for, right? Look, Eric Hayes is going to be giving me hell for a long time. Daniel Ledo is going to be giving me hell for a long time. Lee Grant's going to be giving me hell for a long time. Uh, Lee Cisack, I mean, Michael is going to be giving me hell and all the other right wing folks that come on my show. But they're here every day. I consider them family. I, I honestly consider them, that's our PDR posse family. Okay? And if we are talking to each other, right? We don't have to agree. We don't need to. Uh, Whichever one gets more people to do the things that we need to do, like I want great policies, right? And I'm going to fight like hell. um, I'm going to keep doing it. And if I get enough people convinced by the facts that I put out, I will be there, and the good things about it is everything that I want is going to also serve Lee Grant, Eric Hayes, Mike Seesack and all my other right wingers for anyone that I didn't name out there, you know. but that was the biggest I mean like I said, I played when I was in New York, remember I played two live shows. I played the shows you know uh, when, when I was in New York, when I was in Pittsburgh, I actually did um, most of them live. But when she said that, I said to myself, you know what? Believe it or not, if we can have forums. This isn't I've seen some crazy forums where people on the right are just cussing out and just slaughtering each other on the on the thing. And you know, I'm not a large forum yet. I will be when all the kinks are out. But It's the kind of America that I really, really, really want. That, In fact, I don't want us agreeing on everything at all. Uh, Well, Michael, I I hear you, right? But let me tell you something that I learned with my old age. I think I'm a bit older than you, Michael. Am I? I think so. What... (laughs) Semi-fascists are people too. You see what I tell you? That's what Lee Grant put out there. Semi-fascists are people too. Anyway, so so what I, you know, I understand what you think, Michael, that, you know, we're talking over each other or whatever. The good thing about it is a fallen Michael. Even when I talk to somebody and I disagree with them and I go home or I go somewhere else, I am thinking about what that person said, right? And sometimes what that person said, at the time that I was against it because of my understanding, I reevaluate what I'm saying. And sometimes I come back and say, Ah, I see your point. I want to give you a great example. A great example. Um, a few days ago, or maybe a week or two ago, Daniel Ledo said something. He said, uh, "I'm trying to remember exactly what it was." He said, "If I didn't think it was difficult when when we're talking about the work that the Queen did, you know, whether it was hard work or what whatever," and he brought up the point that she was a prisoner. And I shoot him off real quickly first. And then I got a chance to rethink a few things and I'm like, ah, you know, you got a point there. I'm not going to talk about the riches and all of that, but you got a point. I still would want to be her because, yes, she is a prisoner. You see? We get a chance to hear other people's perspective. And even if it doesn't absolutely change ours, it expands our framing. And that is what, that is how you get to a point where folks can live together. You don't have to agree. Hell, I don't know about you guys, but I don't agree with my wife, my mother, my sisters. I mean, we have some hell of a disagreements. Hell, my mother's a Mormon. One of my sisters is a, uh, a, a is a evangelical. Another sister is a, um what is, a, a Catholic, you know, Let's see, Daniel Ado said, then you will agree all perspectives ought to be respected with none demonized or... No, 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 Daniel, 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 that's not true. There are certain things that are evil. What Trump did was evil. And even some of the old Trumpsters are coming out and saying it. It's not about... You know, I'm not going to... If you decide that slicing me up is actually a perspective... I'm not going to agree with it. You know, so no. Context is everything. Context is everything. Context is everything. Man, I had fun today, even though we only got through, what, how many videos? Two videos or three? I think we got through... Only two videos. But that's fine, because this is your show. Bridge MCP said, at Egberto Willis. Hearing others' perspectives, give us insight into where they're coming from and look at from a different angle exactly. Michael says... Daniel, we gotta sort out what left and right can agree on exactly. Egberto Luis Roberto Luis. Egberto, like I have said to you, I really want politics done right to do forum clinics once a year. Heated Yeah, actually Roberto said he would put that on for me. Here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna create a program. It's gonna also help me make some money to run this stuff, right? We we are thinking about putting on a symposium. We're the PDR Posse all meets in Houston. You know, you you, you fly out here, you get a... Ho- like, like a convention, right? And it's going to be the convention our style. And i like to get, who knows, maybe 100 folks or so to come out to it. So uh, Lou is going to help me plan that. So um, I don't know. We have to get it together, plan it together, make sure, get people's timing right and all of that and then bring everybody here to Houston. They'll stay in hotels and all of that, and we'll probably have some sort of a registration fee that goes into defray costs and also support the program altogether. Lou, thanks for bringing that up. You're absolutely right for that, Roberto. Um, Okay, we got to get out of here, but I want to, like I tell all of you, let's keep this up. Bring more people in, if you will. Bring more people in. Uh, Tell people, hit their, you know, We give sometimes we give Eric and Ledo a hard time, right? But these guys are here. I respect these guys. Everybody in this room, I genuinely respect. And I'm not saying that because it's a nice. Thank you for having been here, brother. uh, Brother, um, ABQ. He's listening with this Marxist ears, not his American ears. (laughs) You see why I love Ledo, man. You won't, you won't give me a break, man. Come on, Ledo, give me. Hey, Ledo, let's see if you can do this, Ledo. Before I go, tell me, tell me something nice about me. Come on, I'll tell you something nice about you. You are consistent. Tell me something nice about me, Ledo. Let's see if you can be nice. Come on, come on, come on. I want to hear it, Alex. Do you think Trump will put a bullet in his own head? Nope. I hope he doesn't. I want to see him behind bars. I want to see him behind bars. But anyhow, I got to get out of here. My name is, since the is not going to tell me something nice, I think I need to get out of here. My name is Egberto Willis. This is Politics Done Right. And you guys know how I end this, baby. I am what? Out!